0: everybody who locked on it's rainbow six esl Rap night and it's a monday night and we are recording live on wilco's chill zone i am wilco uh with me tonight is butters how you going Butters? yeah pretty good pretty good that's good to hear and crossing from live right across the other side of the globe doc how you going this wee hour of
1: the morning i'm perky i'm excited to be here
0: that's good because (laughs) it's fitting because you've been able to watch the invitational which is Tonight's basically um, main story uh, in the in the prime time. While well, we've been getting up at three o'clock in the morning to watch all the matches, so
1: now you know my pain.
0: That's it. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so, so we've just fresh off the six Invitational uh, Map One of the Grand Final just finished five days ago. Oh, sorry, five minutes ago. Uh, the match that went for five hundred hours is finally finished, and we're here ready to talk about it. So. We will start at the beginning um, and we will then work our way through to today's spectacle uh, and bring it all to you. So want to just quickly take a second, though. If you can give us a review on iTunes, that's what we're really after at the moment. We um, really need your help to get us a, a review. If you have iTunes, if you have any other uh, podcast platforms as well, that'd be great as well. Just search for us under Tom Clancy in your directory. You will find us. We are the number one Tom Clancy podcast in the world. We will take that to our graves. If anyone else can prove otherwise, let us know. Um, but tonight, we are here to talk about the Six Invitational 2019 in Montreal. Where they gave away a metric shit ton of cash to the best Rainbow Six oh, players yeah. in the world. Uh, a bit of a celebration, basically. of Rainbow was Six that- Siege you had all the developers were there, and everyone was um, some of the best casters in the world. Obviously, were there and the best mm-hmm. teams were in the
2: world. So, wasn't the prize pool like one million plus in I, the end?
0: I read something a second ago that said it was closer to two million, but oh, um, really, I,
2: it was
1: definitely over a million. Uh, yeah, that was they, ca- they capped it at two million.
2: Yeah. Okay. Cool. So. Yeah, I, I uh, heard but, um, the winners took away eight hundred thousand.
0: Yeah, I've got eight hundred thousand. I'm looking at the moment. Second yeah. place, three hundred twenty thousand, and third Oof. and fourth, one hundred sixty each, which is incredible money to anyone who is an esports player around the world. So, congratulations to all the winners. But
1: can I get a loan think- from
0: one of those guys? <laughs> <laughs> it would be good. Um, I, I really do think, though, like we had some. Sp- a massive match today, obviously, for the grand final. Um some of the best matches uh were seen though in that first group phase and definitely the quarterfinals oh, were definitely yeah. That quarterfinal days was spectacular. It was just amazing to see how long the games went. Every single game went pretty much to match point three three ones uh three maps except for the first match in the quarters, uh, which yes. still was a exciting match. But if we go all the way back to the um group stages, that first day? It's about 32 hours worth of, of video to watch after that first day, just, just I, group matches.
2: I but, honestly still haven't finished watching all those.
0: No, there's no <laughs> chance. Well, there's, there'd be 90 to 100 hours worth of Rainbow Six each to watch this this week for just international matches. Oh, yeah. But, uh, invitational matches, sorry. So, um, look, we'll start with Group A, which was Fanatics group, and... We all thought that Fnatic would get out. I was shocked to think that, uh, to find out that most people around the world, most tipters around the world, put them at last in this pool out of team reciprocity, phase, clan, and
2: ninjas in pyjamas. So, Yeah, well, that, that's the typical way that the world sees APAC as we're not a threat, but mm-hmm. coming out of this Invitational, I think that's going to change significantly and people are going to start being surprised when APAC doesn't hit yeah, a playoff. that's it.
1: Well, the, the sort of bigger issue is they don't see APAC. It's not even that it's how they see it or no. as a threat or yeah. not. Now, the the thing that's going to change that really, I think, is Nora Ringo above everything else, right? Because they just, they won everybody's hearts. I know they're not. Quite- they, oh, they uh, did the
0: crowd favorite before. Um, so, between Walker and and uh, the, their coach. Um, no,
2: yeah, Tomokun. Oh,
0: he's absolutely <laughs> insane. I love yeah, that guy. They, pretty much everyone including some of the devs were were practicing the nora dance that they um <laughs> fashioned um yes that's it so and um yeah it was what was seen in the crowd even for the grand final when they weren't even involved so they and the absolute positivity that those guys brought to the invitational was just beautiful um it was great to watch how much these kids and their coach, in particular, just enjoyed being on that main stage. And uh, oh, yeah. even though Absolutely. they didn't quite get there, they definitely, um, yes, everyone, everyone knows Nora now, which is really good to see. So, but yeah, back, to, back to group, A. So we we had Fnatic in a in another monster match up against Phase uh, Clan on that first, uh, yes, Phase Clan on that yep. first day, um, and well, they won, which was good to see. Uh, Virtue just absolutely stood up for his first ever um, main stage event for Fnatic, mm. and yeah, it, we'll get to the what where he was at the end of the group stages. But yeah, definitely was the one who who stood up as well as Mag's. Like without without Mag back in Rio, obviously they did some brilliant things, but um, you could definitely see him back. The, one of my highlights was him getting um, the interrogation done, and he almost got a second interrogation in the match too. Yep. But um. Yeah, he just definitely showed him that he's someone to watch out for, and and especially too in the um, he was just consistently in the all star match later on. He was consistently the last one left alive. So yeah, um, he, he's it, a
2: he's a machine, young Mag. The the skill that Mag has is just it makes me wish that I paid attention to playing games multiplayer back when I was actually at that stage where I could uh, effectively do it because maybe, complete, yeah, maybe be I, if, yeah, you got it wrong, but,
0: you know. Yeah. <laughs> it was Fnatic versus Recipro- Reciprocity, which mm-hmm. I've been practising all week, that name, and I've had it clear until just then. It's okay. So phase, it, even, the, even the, the casters pajamas. were having trouble with it, so, you know, you're oh, in I good company there. Me, <laughs> having a, a terrible time, weren't they? <laughs> um, but, yes, so Fnatic won that one 2-1, one, and Faze beat Ninjas in Pyjamas 2-0 in one of the more one side matches of that first day. Oh. Um so that put obviously Fnatic first phase in the in the winners bracket, which Fnatic to my surprise, I didn't think they were going to get through this. I thought they were going to get through through the elimination bracket, but um, they really stood up and really um, took it to them. After they won the first one one 7-3 and absolutely was just all over them, but um, lost the, in the second, a very close one in match point uh, overtime, match point eight seven, but then in that. Set uh the third map, absolutely on Clubhouse. Now, I wanted to talk about this. Clubhouse is fanatics, sort of you don't go to that map, or if you're playing against them, you definitely take them to that match because it's mm. always been their bogey map. But the way they came out on, on Clubhouse against FaZe and just one seven two to finish
2: it off really did it in style. So Definitely, definitely, yeah. All right. The the skill that uh was coming out of them during that uh the group stage my God, I, I just wish they managed to carry that all the way through. But yeah, well, they, perhaps they much... perhaps they did, but they were just outclassed when they got into yeah, the uh, yeah. the playoffs. We'll,
0: we'll get to that quarter. Like I've got yeah. a lot to talk to say about that quarter, but um, just having a look at their, their their stats on that um in that match against FaZe. so Virtue with a one uh one point five rating on this uh, CGG thirty nine kills for the match with eighteen deaths. Now, no one even got close to that. Astro on yeah. the other team got twenty six kills. Um, pretty much the whole team though was had a rating above one in that match for for mm-hmm. Fnatic. The only one was Lusty was point not nine nine. So that mm-hmm. just shows how well they're playing as a team. Um, and yeah, like a, a basically kept phase to under one as a rating for everyone as well. So. Um, not a huge uh, amount of clutches from either side, but yeah, just absolutely um, dominant performance there against one of the better teams in the region, so yeah, in, the, in their pool anyway, which put them straight into the semis or uh, sorry quarters. On uh, so I gave them a two day break before the quarters, which was really good. Uh, then team reciprocity obviously beat ninjas in pajamas, which knocked them out, and team reciprocity then again, to my surprise, knocked FaZe out in the the elimination for that one, which uh was another really good match and I didn't it went both ways all the way through as most of these games did. But um were you guys shocked at
2: that result? Um to a degree. Uh having seen how FaZe were playing against Fnatic, I was sorta of- but having, having seen how FaZe were playing against Fnatic as well as Team Reciprocity, I was sort of going into it going, oh, th- this literally could go either way. Because yeah. they were both playing really good, but they were just outclassed. Um, and then, yeah, seeing the way that it was playing through that entire game and then, uh, yeah, Reciprocity getting, uh, what was it?
0: Well, they came out uh, oh, of the blocks they,
2: and absolutely smashed them yeah, 7-1 uh, in the first one. Yeah, on they, they line. smashed them 7-1 in the first one and then FaZe was starting to come back. And I was like, oh, maybe FaZe will get in there. But then, uh, yeah, no, reciprocity stepped it up and got it 8-6 in the last one. So it's like, yeah. okay, so everyone sort of in Group A was reasonably well-matched. Yeah, Group and it was A just, was probably the closest of the of the, Yeah, i yeah, agree. It de- definitely came down to the luck of the draw in a lot of circumstances during Group A, so yeah, but that saw
0: Team Reciprocity get through as the uh, second as the the second place of Group A, which was really good to see because they were a qualifier. Uh, they got in last last chance qualifier mm. uh, just recently, and they're a fairly new team, so it was really good to see them make it to the main stage. Now Group B, which I, I was picking Team Empire as probably the one that was going to push. Push the tournament the to beforehand because they are playing so well at the moment in the EU League, um, and they went through and won both their matches to get through first qualifier for Group B, which mm. is what we expected. Um, seeing Rogue go out straight sets didn't.
2: I don't know. What do you guys think of that? Um. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Like, I haven't haven't watched too much of Rogue. Mm. Uh during this particular season, but from what I've seen they are a good team. Yeah. So maybe they were just not having a good a good week per se. Like they just weren't on their game. But they they sort of got it shoved down them pretty yes. hard. Uh
0: they they, they really were, pushed immortals in the in the elimination match, but it was still they wasn't did. enough. Yeah.
1: So um I think also that, Yeah i was just a big part of that also i think is just ssg has been doing really well and especially lately um they lost against empire in group b but that's hardly surprising the way that empire has been playing right so i don't think we Mm. can really take that away from them um i think i think a big part of it is just the space station has been doing super well
0: yeah Yeah. definitely space station did beat rogue in that the opening matches and then Uh, as you said, lost to Team Empire, but then came back to beat Immortals in the Decider to get that second spot. Uh, And what an important spot that was, um, as we saw in the quarters, and really stood up. So um, Mm. that was obviously, like we said, the the group where we knew Team Empire would probably get through and was just battling out for that second place. So space station stood up and brought their form through from Pro League, which is really good to see. Then... I love this bracket this group sorry um G2 obviously everyone favored them to get through in first place which they did um however no one expected Mantis to really show any sort of form and everyone was talking about how hard they were to to uh prepare for because obviously no one they they'd only played like two matches live um and that would the mm. qualifiers to get into this tournament so um they pushed G2 in that first map, uh, first match, so well in that first, in Clubhouse in particular, eight six. They were really, um, they are actually going really well in that, and then unfortunately just couldn't quite get there in the end. But really showed G2, look out, yeah. we're mantis and we're coming for you. Um, yeah, they, obviously, they, then
2: they definitely yeah. did. Like it, it got to eight six uh, in the end with G2 pulling out Clubhouse, but. The fact that uh, one of the APAC teams was able to push G2 Mm. to that specific limit, it sort of shows that, yeah, APAC is something to be wary of. Uh, Maybe G2 could have done better had they have had uh, more VODs or something to watch Mm -hmm, of Mantis, mm -hmm. uh, being that, yeah, the second map was 7-4. So they're still both pretty close pretty close yeah. games um yeah it just sort of shows that yeah Apex becoming becoming something maybe EU's oh, not going to be not going to be the top next year no we
0: hope so we want it, we want something different eventually in the future but uh so the second match on the opening day was mocket versus team liquid and mocket did win that one in a close one 2-1 one. um but then mocket had to come up against the might of g2 and was shown wanting uh once yes. again so, which everyone basically has so far. Um, although there was a couple matches that they did get pushed, which was good to see. But um, hmm. which then saw Mantis first Liquid in the first elimination, uh, and Mantis. Oh my god! I thought they were going to do this. Uh, they had just barely lost Bank Seven Five, um, but then come out in Clubhouse Eight Six. Unfortunately, fell away in the third map on Border, but. Um, yeah. They didn't quite have the legs to go the, the full three maps, but they looked sensational in those first yeah. two maps. So mm. um it
1: was just a shame that they
0: couldn't quite get there.
1: But again, Liquid's oh, a team did. that's been doing really well lately as well. So exactly. Mm, yes. I think a lot of a lot of what we're seeing before the quarterfinals isn't necessarily failings of you know the losing team as much as the winning teams doing better than probably they have in the past. One quick yep. note about Mantis, uh, there are actually a lot of VODs of them, but under the name Team Yeti. So if you go back to season uh, yeah. seven, it's exactly the same lineup. Okay. So cool. Yeah,
2: yeah. that, that might have been something that maybe through G two as they were looking for Mantis VODs <laughs> because it's this, this random ran, Yeah. This this I random was, team from APAC, they're like, Who
0: are these guys? I think Fabian was was had an interview after the match for G two and he was talking about the fact that um they didn't really rate mantis and they still really don't because the the quality that mantis comes up against isn't anywhere near the pro league quality that they sh- that other so they don't really rate that they don't get to see them against that kind of tactics yeah. so that's why they couldn't study for them because the tactics that they're up against are a lot less standard yeah. which um, which
2: is a fair point to make because it's like yeah I'll, mantis is a pro league team 100 percent. they've proved themselves but and sort of what they come up against in uh their area sort of at best is ranked yeah sort of thing and it's like well how how do you sort of come up against that so maybe mantis threw them because they were were using ranked play yeah and they're like shit they're, they're doing this thing that we haven't done like since ranked sort of hit they're, they're unpredictable.
0: Six. That's yeah. that's the biggest thing about it. Like G two could do whatever they wanted to set up plays to, to to dominate someone, but you know they were they weren't just weren't using those tactics, so they, they were very unpredictable. So they couldn't be yeah. in the right places or, or use the right things on them. So, um, but yeah, it was really good to see how how much of an effort they put up, considering like I said, they were last chance qualifiers out of APAC, uh, and they're a team that's like we said not up against a huge amount of competition. In their league, um, there's only we've 3 We've barely seen much of them. Mm. There is, there's only the the four four teams in the league, so yeah, um, yeah, it was really good to see. But then from that, liquid went on to beat Mocket in a two one um, match to get through as the second place for that group, which was like you said, good to see. Doc was very happy to see that happen. He'd, we almost didn't have any um any Latin American teams through, so
2: yeah, ha- having watched, having watched that. Yeah that particular match uh i was quite excited to see a latin american team come through being that pretty much everything else from brazil as well as latin america was either didn't make it or got stomped out pretty quickly so
1: yeah
0: the old ninjas didn't really put up a, uh, much of a fight did they no they didn't um so group d the the definitely the group of death because no one really knew what was going to happen out of this one there was a lot of teams that were very very close here so mm. we had evil genius nora penta and least stream all of which on their day could win this pool and all of which on their day could be the first one eliminated so um evil genius went in and beat the stream to to zip um yep showed their quality, so. Um, but then the match of the week and or the week, Nora went on to Penta and back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and Penta, you thought they were going to take it, but no. they <laughs> With Nora losing the first one 7-4, um, Nora, they just went out 7-2,
2: 7-3. Yeah, th- this was one that I wasn't really expecting. Having uh, not really seen the stream play, I always expected e- EG to pick up over them. But then, yeah, the, uh, the Penta Pentaverse Nora, having seen Penta play previously um, and knowing that uh, G2 used to be Penta and Penta have put G2 themselves in their place on a couple of occasions, uh, seeing the Nora boys come out on top of that, my God, mm. it was it was something and, else. and
0: they, they looked good. They looked really good. Yeah. At that, that stage, you're like, wow, these guys are going to go fast. So we had two APAC winners out of that. So we'll mm. get to that in a second, though. Um, yeah, that, that was the- a great day. That, that day one, we had two solid wins from APAC and Mantis pushing G2. Um, so yeah. that was really good. Yeah, but-
2: the, the the big thing out of uh, specifically that was, or uh, well, that particular match, was having watched Nora go down the first one, I'm like, oh, crap, we're only going to have the one a pack team in there but i know Fnatic can beat penta mm-hmm. so if they come up against them uh each other then uh yeah. then we're good to go that but, was the thing so yeah, it, it took took nora a little bit of time to warm up but once they got there they're off and doing their little dance all through <laughs> the uh all, all through, through the thing. stadium
0: uh so yeah, that's that's the upside of this is the winner of Group A, which was Fnatic, we just went through played the second place in group D. Um, so we were watching this one very, very carefully. And like you said, on the on your on their day, Fnatic can beat anyone in that pool, or has beaten anyone in that pool. So um we were looking pretty confident. But then the strangest thing happened. So Evil Genius um beat Nora pretty convincingly, unfortunately. Um just Blue and one on the first map, and then they just couldn't come back on the second, losing 7-2, 7-5. So that's pushed Nora back out into the uh, decider bracket. Mm. uh, Decider match, sorry. Um, And the team they had to play was the winner of Lestream and Penta, and then Penta just, yeah, showed Lestream how to play and um, went through to the decider against Nora. And, yeah, so, Wow. This game, I enjoyed watching the rematch. Um, seven five five seven, oh, sorry, five seven seven five for Nora going into the final match, uh, final, uh, final map, and this was at the end of I reckon I was about midnight their time that the third match, the third map started. It was yeah. about eighteen hours of gameplay on this third,
2: third day. Did, didn't they have um, tech issues in the the previous map match that meant they might been blown out to like four hours long or something to that degree so it was yeah like midnight on the by the time i got Mm. to the last map and and you
0: you, well you could see the back and forth between Nora and penta in those first two matches Mm. it was so close like penta was trying to do the dance whenever they got on top and then Nora was just having fun and then they just doing it naturally but penta kept on getting you could see trying to get had digs at them uh every time that they were getting back on top um but as we said it got to midnight and I think the energy that Nora brought to the to the table, which is what yeah. they're known for, got them over the line because they just steamrolled.
2: Mm. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: Penta and
2: seven one on that final. I, uh, I think the big part of that was uh, Tomokin being the voice behind them. Sort of whenever they'd win something, just started screaming in their ears. Yeah, and it was just like, okay, we're, we're pepped up. Please stop yelling in our ears. We're <laughs> going to do this. <laughs> I think, but that's- you could see Penta. Penta almost wasn't full asleep, but they just didn't want to be there in that about yeah.
0: three or four ma- um, rounds into that final map. Yeah. And their body language went down. We'll talk about it again in a sec. They, they, the similar team did it as well later on, but um, they just weren't there for that third map. And Nora went through, became the second mm. qualifier, which then set up an all apex quarterfinal. Oh, we were so happy with this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, happy, but um, it was it was a little bit, uh, bit unfortunate sleep. too, right? Because yeah. guaranteed that you're going to lose one of your APAC teams. Then, yeah,
0: that's definitely. It. And if if they had have been able to beat Evil Genius before and get, get through, I think they had a good chance of both getting to the semis. To be honest, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe not getting one of them to the final, but you know we could have at least had both of them in the semis, and that would have would have made the world really stand up and have a look. That would have been basically APAC versus EU in the semis. Um, yeah, so it, it was it was bittersweet, but it was really good to see. We're going to definitely get someone through to the semis. And then we yep. went into the rest day, which they obviously needed after three massive days of, of contests. Um, just to note, that the decided day, pretty much every one of them went to three maps, and it was just long, long matches. So, uh, like I said, midnight mm. that they finally finished, but the quarterfinals came in with Fnatic versus Nora, then Team Empire versus Team Liquid, uh, G2 versus Base Station Gaming, what a match that was, but uh, Evil Genius versus Team Reciprocity. Uh, so out of that, you think, okay, cool, the brackets look pretty good, favorable, you, you know, G, G2 G and all that kind of stuff, and there won't be many upsets there. Oh, no, there won't be. Um, <laughs> who got up to watch Fnatic v Nora?
2: At 1am on uh, Saturday I, morning. I caught the first 5 to 10 minutes of the start of the stream and I'm just like, I can't do this. I need to go to bed. I'll catch it in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was it un- was good Good to see Dev that early yeah, in the, early in the morning, but, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: That was the thing. This was the day we finally got onto the Maid's Day. So We've got the crowd out there happening. Uh, we got to see the beautiful setup they've got. That's amazing. Um, mm. The screen they had and all the info they had on that. we yeah. got to see Dev, Dev Mata out
2: on the on the anal- analysis desk um, yeah, with, doing Australia Proud. So. With Milos and Zeronic, which, yes. honestly, that was probably my favourite part, not just watching the craziness that was happening in the games, but then having those three break the, it down I, yep. so that it made sense, all that sort of thing. Because sometimes it's just so much yelling because the cast is so excited <laughs> about what's happening. You're like, I don't understand what's going on. And then the game's over, and you are like, "What happened? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> what did I miss?"
0: Especially when you some of these like maps were taking over an hour, like the matches oh, yeah. were up to three hours long, and yeah. wow! And they were on the edge of your seat all the time. Like we, were, we, were, our Discord just went crazy in the Rainbow Six channel. Just everyone just talking about how uh, on edge they were the whole way through all these matches, um, especially mm. the quarterfinals, which we'll we'll go through now. But um, Fnatic v Nora. What a first map, um, and oh, then what a second map. Yeah. Two, two different Fnatic teams came out to play this game, uh, yeah. which we've seen before in previous tournaments, which is a bit of a worry. I, I don't want to see them do this again on a main stage because then you start to think this is a monkey on their back and this is something they need to really sort out, but they do really need to sort this out where they mm. come out. They look really good something doesn't go their way, they they lose a map and yeah. they just vanish from existence. And yeah. um we saw it in Rio where obviously they had Dizzle there and they came up against G two in the in the semis, but they just weren't there. And yeah. you see the body language was completely different. They didn't they just shut down and they were just basically going through the motions until the game was over. Um we sort of half saw this at APAC in the um the season nine qualifiers or the APAC finals um, back in
2: September, I think it was. Um, yep. So it, it's it, a, it's a worry. It, Fnatic's a team that can easily get tilted. Yes, so it seems that way. Basically, all it all it takes is one map to go poorly for them, or for them to do really well in a map but still not win, and then have a couple of rounds shoved down their throat in the next map, and they're like, ah. Oh, we're done. checking We're, out. Yeah, we we can't so, we can't pick this up. So that's something so had, that they need to work on. But yeah, mm-hmm. now coming out
0: of the um, group stages, we had Virtue being the number one kill death ratio. Oh yeah, uh, for the whole tournament. Um, and he, uh, looking here, I'm surprised because I didn't see him do much in that that seven final, But I think it was all in the first map. We got 21 kills. <laughs> um, yeah. But once again, they looked really good on the first map. Um, and they I was did. surprised. I thought they were actually going to take that map away, uh, Bank. And I thought, okay, well, at least i will put up a fight in Villa, but then the match was just over. And it was hard to watch. It was really mm-hmm. hard to watch. Mm-hmm. And it was such a shame because I know both those teams are extremely good friends. So it would have been even harder for Nora to watch. So
2: Yeah. I'll, I'll, um, ha- having watched yeah Virtue's performance in that first map, I was really excited to see what they could pull out in that, Yep. That second one, but then, yeah, by a fourth round, I was sort of like, oh, okay, maybe it I can just they had... skip on to the next game because I, I yeah. kind of know how this is going to go on. They mm. sort of had no answer for
0: the roamers that Nora mm. was putting out. They just they got it in their heads that they couldn't shut them down and they kept on then going, trying to go straight for for the objective and then they just kept getting caught out in, in a couple men down too early. and Yeah. Yeah.
2: It was a it, shame. That that's something that you've seen uh, that we've seen through the entire weekend is, whenever someone doesn't get rid of those roamers, the casters are quick to call out, going, "You need to you need to get rid mm. of those roamers because they're going to ruin you." And every yep. time that they haven't gotten rid of those roamers, they've lost that map. Yep. Yep. Doesn't yeah, doesn't matter what team man. it is. I mean, even G two. G two was guilty of a few a few games there, a few matches there. They they. Didn't take out the Romers and they lost those rounds. Yeah,
0: one thing we did find, like the whole weekend, was it was very hard to come back from the the deficits. Once you lost mm. a couple of players, it was because of the the level these guys are at. That two man advantage you, you seem to be able to get early on just was insurmountable. Mm. Unfortunately, um, we we sort of saw it maybe in the grand final where it wasn't that case where there was a few comebacks, but very rarely were there were there yeah. good clutches. When they were, they stood out because there were some really good ones. Mm. But um, Yeah, pretty and, much. And, but it was always, you, they almost got there. like they, You could almost turn the table and then you just died in a 1v1 at the end because you'd lost so much health and you had yeah. such a health disadvantage that by the time it got to the 1v1, you were stuffed. The other thing Fnatic did as well, they seemed to run out of time a lot, which they tend to do as well sometimes when they're on the attack. Um, a couple of times they found themselves just... With no answer to, they couldn't defuse, they couldn't do anything because they just physically ran out of time. Yeah. Um, well,
2: that, so. That's definitely something that, uh, again, yeah, you see Fnatic do a lot. Is, I think they like to play it close, whereas you've got about 30 seconds left and then yep. that's when you pull your rush. But they aren't very flexible in that, okay, we've lost two of our players. We need to yeah, quickly to switch now. our strategy. What do we do? It's yeah. no, stick to the strategy, get it done. But you can't because you don't have those extra two players to pull it off. So and they were
0: always seem to be vital players. they were losing, yeah. um, like utility wise, they're always at a disadvantage um, mm. early on, which was a shame. But yeah, it it's just a shame to see them go out that way. Like especially after the first two days' performances, it was just yeah, it was a shame.
2: Hell, uh, but at least yep. we got to see them uh, at their their best selves in the All Star. <laughs> that's it
0: um it was really good to see them in the also we will get to that in a moment um but then we had team liquid up against team empire now liquid came out and shocked me in particular and took the first one seven four um it was really good watching this match i was more listening to it than watching it because i was working at the time Mm. um but empire just were empire themselves and were clinical and you know, worked as a solid team and basically shut them out for the next two maps, 7-4, uh, 7-4. Seven, four, seven, four. Um, never really doing anything spectacular, just winning winning by dominating the, the areas with the players, um, yeah. just sticking together. So. Uh,
2: that's definitely the, something that uh, this weekend has shown me that Empire can do is they are very clinical in how they approach their maps.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah.
2: they're very good at keeping at least the majority of their team alive so that they can still pull off their strategies but also going into it they're also not as flexible like Fnatic is so once they sort of lose those two to three players it's like well shit what do we do now
1: Mm. yeah and liquid should feel proud about this oh definitely
2: yeah yeah. 100 percent. i think this is liquid uh... they've they've done
1: really well this sorry
2: (laughs) yeah no they're, they're a They've done amazingly to be the only Brazilian team that's in there and to push uh, Empire the way they did. Mm-hmm. They've done so yeah. damn well.
0: At no stage did they roll over, which was really no. good. They were always putting away They fought
2: to the end. There was no signs that they were giving up. They were just outclassed on a so few, what you gonna few instances. This so, yeah. is your team.
1: Yeah, well I was just gonna say, like, this is this is a really good thing for them because yeah, they got knocked out, and it's gonna be a long time, I think, before we see Liquid in the grand final, but they've got two new players, Palu and Gohan, are both relatively new to the roster. Mm. Um, they're not really a team that has historically done as I mean, they're not phased, they're not ninjas in pajamas where you would sort of expect this kind of play. So I think they should walk away feeling great about this. And I think, mm. you know, good job, Liquid. I'm I yeah. was super excited that they qualified and to do seven four, I mean, was the worst that they did against Empire. That's yep. fantastic, and
0: they took the so, first map seven four too. So it was just yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It was really, really well done. Um, I think almost the game of the weekend or the week was then this G G two versus Space Station Gaming, just because it came out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, yep. like we, we knew Space Station Gaming were were doing well in in their league, and a lot of people were talking about them, but. Yeah, look, they come out and win the first map eight seven. All of a sudden G two are down in the quarterfinals. Mm. You know, it was eight seven, so it was it was it was close. Uh, unfortunately they they let bank slip seven three, but then they pushed them on Villa. Like they could have quite easily with a couple more things going their way, they could have been going through the semis. We're talking about space station gaming against G two. So yeah. Yeah. Um. I, look, I, I I, do suspect that G2 was holding a lot back. I don't think we saw G2 really doing their strats until the grand final. Uh, I think it was just pure skill that they were using at the stage, but they could have easily lost that game.
2: Oh, definitely. Um, uh, it, there was a point there, because like, this is one that I was actually able to watch from start to finish. Because uh, this was another 18 hours of gaming, I think, oh, yeah, as well. It was. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I saw a space station go down in Clubhouse. And I'm like, oh, uh, sorry, um, G2 go down in Clubhouse. Yeah. I'm like, oh, damn, but that's not a map that G2's typically good no. at coming out on top of. And then G2 mm-hmm. takes bank, and then G2 gets the first couple of wins really quickly on Villa. And I'm like, oh, no. Here we go. And yeah, then yeah. space station starts giving it to them. I'm like oh, shit, are we actually going to not see G2 in the grand final? Because hmm. I walked
0: away, I had to walk away halfway through that, oh, sorry, at the start of that third map, and I went, oh, okay, this is going to go on as expected, and hmm. then all of a sudden it was still going an hour and a half later or something or other, and I'm yeah. like, and the boys are talking about it, I'm like, do you want to turn this back on? And then <laughs> it was, yeah, I saw the, the last couple of things. Unfortunately, yeah, they almost got there. so They did, Doctor, I reckon you spent a couple of hours in front of this match. <laughs> You and Boris were just chatting away for hours and hours and hours and hours, and hours on it.
1: Yeah, he was—he was great company for the whole thing. I—I I think we watched—we literally watched from the very beginning to the very end, uh, from Friday through Sunday evening. I am very tired right now. <laughs> I missed one map—the very first map between Nora and uh, Fnatic—and that was it. Which was the best mm-hmm. map they played? I know, I know. Yeah, it was a shame, <laughs> but <laughs> so
0: after that match, we then went into. Pro- just so many good maps, like oh, yeah. Evil Genius coming in against Team Reciprocity, and you go, okay, Evil Genius will win this. Mm. Team Reciprocity will probably put up a good effort because they're a bit unknown. That they seem to be a bit one-dimensional is what everyone's sort of trying to say about them. They haven't, they haven't clicked enough and got enough strategy yet. They just they're predictable. They lose the first map. 7-2 and you're like oh here we go cool this is going to be quick end of the day excellent mm. and then all of a sudden they come out and win 7-5 you like, "Ooh, here we go um i did not see them winning the next map 7-4 mm.
2: so no i i definitely didn't see this happening this was probably the highlight of the day for me was mm-hmm. being able to sit back with my coffee and be like okay let's go eg <laughs> you can do this yeah you've got this you've won bank very good you've you basically showed reciprocity where where you're at, seven two. You're good to go. Don't worry about it. You lost by, by two rounds, that's fine. Oh Jesus, yeah. what's happening here?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think Laxing and Fox A have worked really well together and oh, I, think, 100%. I think they really can't be I mean, since he came over from Cloud Nine, reciprocity's been doing quite mm. well. Uh, for, at least compared to the expectations. So I think that's sort of the big, that's the thing you got to worry about is as long as those two are still in the game and skies as well, um, yeah. then you need to watch out for reciprocity. Yeah. yeah and
2: Anyone that comes up against reciprocity, you've got, you got three main targets. You need to get rid of them and then yep. you can actually win that round. But it's the getting rid of those three. That <laughs> seems to be the yep. problem for everybody. But that being said, EG, Put up a massive fight in this. It was amazing to see, and I just wish that it could have been, eg, rolling on to the next round. Yeah, because they, they've I they've yeah. had some bad luck, like not just with the invitationals, mm-hmm. but everything that they've been at recently, where they've been finishing second, they've been not quite getting there. Did they run into Discord? They're the ones who ran into Discord, didn't they? They did. They got taken out by Diz. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's they've, they've just had some bad luck, but it seems that ever since EG have got their new coach Gotcha, they've been they've been stepping up, they've been getting better. and Now they've got Geo in there. It, I can't wait to see what they do next year, to be honest. And I really hope um, that it is the exact same roster that they've got this year that we see next year, because if that's the case, my God, they may be able to stop G two
0: because <laughs> <Is> that was. What- <laughs> That was the big um, back and forth on Twitter between Diz and EG guys because they were paying out Diz and they said, I see you had to step up your game to beat Nora so you didn't have to play us in the quarters. (laughs) Otherwise, I would have been subbing Mag out for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Um, So that was the quarterfinals. A day of hell if you want to try and catch up with all the content as Doc just made you aware. Uh, Lots and lots of hours of... I sat and watched it with my family actually for most of the day and it was on till I think what three or four o'clock um, Queensland time afternoon after starting yeah, was, at one AM.
2: That was that was Ooh. a long day that I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to be that long to be honest. No. And I was expecting there to be more two zeros in there. Yeah. But even looking that, at the teams that were coming up against each other, I knew that was never gonna happen, but I was like, I was just expecting there to be a couple of steamrolls in there, but no, there, there just wasn't. Even quarter the final Fnatic day. NORA one wasn't a steamroll. Yeah. Quarterfinal quarter
0: final days, everything that's right about Rainbow Six Siege at the moment on an esports level is that the teams are that close across the board that anything can happen, and that's what makes this Invitational such a good tournament. So um, I think the matches went a little bit downhill from here. Like I think that was the peak. The, the day three and then the quarters, um, Nora Team Empire was great because Nora came out of the Mm-mm. guns and, oh, wow, 7-4 yeah. um, on Consulate. But unfortunately, either, yeah, it just didn't happen from then. So unfortunately, Team Empire came back 7-2, seven, 7-4 seven, at that stage to to advance to the final and knock out the crowd favourites Nora and our last APAC side. Did you guys get to catch up with this game very much?
1: Yeah, I saw this live. This was uh this was sort of it was a very, little uncomfortable to see Nora that shook about a match. Um, yeah, yeah definitely the Empire's players were just grinning away by the end of it. Nora was just like not so great. Yeah. Um the the coach, I don't know the name of the coach for Empire, but he was not happy after that first round. And I think mm. that sort of got people to be like, oh yep, yeah, right, this is for real. Yeah,
0: yeah. See, it might have also been one of those things where they <clears throat> weren't going to use their tactics. They knew they were yeah. coming up against... They assumed they were going to get through this, be up against G2 in the final, we'll hold everything back, we will just get through this match, and all of a sudden they're down 7-4 in the, on the first map, and they're like, oh, hold on. Um, we need to do something and they need to dig it out, and they did, luckily for mm. them, unluckily for APAC. But yeah, Josh, yep. did you get to watch
2: it live? Uh, I didn't get to watch it live, but I watched did it you watch? I literally watched it today. <laughs> <laughs> this this morning, I sat down, I'm like yes. press play, let's go. And yeah, no. Uh having watched that, that first round where Nora just tore shreds off Empire was amazing, but yeah, seeing uh, their coach, I think it's Razor. Hang on. Yeah, Razor. Yeah, I'm not their, sure. Their coach. Um, he was not a happy man. Uh, perhaps he said <laughs> uh, set, set a few uh, USSR secrets to them, and they were like, oh shit, <laughs> let's get this going. <laughs> and yeah, no, it was, it was great to see Empire pull ahead, but it also hurt. Because, yeah. so I I wanted I wanted a pack in that final, and it would have been good,
0: wouldn't it? It would have been it great. It would have been a dream, but especially no. like going into the tournament where we were, where where we were considered by everyone to then you know get to a final. Yeah, All right. And nor in that final, imagine the crowd against G two
1: yeah it's ridiculous the uh the nice thing about this at least is if you if you looked at noro all their players on twitter have there's an english account and a japanese twitter account and all the players were just all these heartbreaking tweets afterwards oh we're so sorry that we've disappointed all of our fans you know oh you know but throughout the rest of the match they were really sort of positive of like okay so these are the guys that we have to beat next year if we're going to make it okay so we have to do this this so if you follow their japanese uh Twitter accounts. It's really kind of cool to see this level of knowing who the players are and how they're feeling about it. Mm-hmm,
0: definitely, yeah, yeah and- they, they are. They know what they've got to do now, and they know where they're at in the world. And just watch for um, APAC, sorry, not APAC for season nine finals in Milan. Uh, they will definitely be stepping up. I think there, so oh, definitely. Um, basically, that the worrying part though for APAC for for Pro League finals is Nora is. Going to qualify almost every time from here on out, unless the uh, ANZ and other uh, other areas step their game up as well, which is going to be good for our region as well because
2: them and Fnatic are just leaps and bounds at the moment. So, yeah. and that that's yeah. something I've actually seen a lot uh, going back to what uh, what Doc was saying is uh, with with the sorry we let you down. It's something that I've seen from if not. Teams that didn't quite get there, it was players that maybe let the team down a couple of times during a game. You haven't let anybody down at all. You yeah. got to mm-hmm. the invitational. That's it. you you fucking. The I people that I follow your team, on... the people that follow you, yeah. they're ecstatic. That I, I you used the got word there.
0: proud too many times on the lock, lock on Twitter, but that's <laughs> yeah, what it did. was. <laughs> um, the Between both of those teams and Mantis as well. Just. Like we we knew what they were, how good these teams were, but to actually see them be able to get the limelight and get the recognition they deserve was just amazing. So. Yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, that was the end of the road for Apex. Um, and then to, speaking of the end of the road, there's not much to say about the next match because G2 decided they were going to be in the grand final no matter who they were playing. <laughs> they, they, they sure um, did. Un- unfortunately, <laughs> Team Reciprocity came up against a team that was just going to win no matter what, seven two seven two, and that was the end of it. So, like I said, the, the matches did peak, I think, day three, quarterfinal, and then it sort of led mm. into the, what everyone expected from the start was G2 versus probably Team Empire. Um, they are the two best teams in the world at the moment. And yes.
2: Well, it's official, so yes.
0: Yeah, it at is least. official. And then we, <laughs> we went into a best-of-five um
2: no advantage of two to win. Um, yeah, Un- unlimited uh, was what do they call it? unlimited overtime? <laughs> unlimited um, yeah. overtime. You had to, to win by unlimited. two to win the map. Yeah. Yeah. You had to had to get two up if you went into overtime. Uh, otherwise, it's first to seven. Which yeah, I don't was... know if
1: that can continue because twelve ten is just ludicrous, right? Like by the end of it, everybody was just ready to go home. Well, that was his turn.
2: Twenty-two rounds on the first map. Like, I was fucking ecstatic that that happened because (laughs) I'm like, my god, these unlimited overtimes is amazing. amazing." Like, however, it physically could have gone forever. It could have. Um,
0: I saw. I saw a really good tweet. I I don't know who did it. I I I should read it word for word, but I won't. Um it was the the year is now twenty thirty-six and humanity's <laughs> humanity's collapsed. Um New Montreal has re- re- rebounded after wiping out of Montreal in twenty twenty-six. And <laughs> G2 and uh, Empire the, are still playing. <laughs> still playing the first map. <laughs> so the the look, and this I I excellent. This is gonna be five maps. This is gonna be ideal. It's gonna be great. We're gonna really see Two juggernauts collide here, mm. but I well, fear that this map yeah, that, took it out of Team Empire. I think hundred yeah. percent. Like
2: I was so excited. If going they had won in. that,
0: if they had won that map, it would have been a whole different story. But the problem oh, was yeah. they never had a match point. No, it was five, six yeah. match points that G two finally took it. So they were always at advantage. They always mm. were, were were on top of this, and then. They did win, and then I don't know whether Team Empire shut down or they just got physically exhausted or I they ran out of
2: plays. I don't I th- know. I think what happened was it was so back and forth there for a bit. So it was like advantage, G Sports 2, and then back to deuce using tennis yep. terms there. So many times it was one up, then equal, one up, then equal. But then G2 turned it around and actually won one of the defense ones. And an empire was like shit. Yeah, we have to do this. No one's won a defense on this really yet, took. so yeah, that's all it took. Yeah,
1: because it was, it wasn't just that the attacker was winning; it was that the attacker was winning five to zero each mm. time, right? Like it was yeah. just they would come through and plow the other team, mm. and then it would switch and just obliterated. So that that defensive win, I think, is really the thing that took it. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much what Fabian said there at the end. Was
2: once we got that defensive win. We were that able to get it, that yeah. map. That was that's yeah. what got and on it, that first map, and I think yeah, that killed Team Empire's spirit at that point, and uh, then ended up pushing them onto getting that, uh, getting that seven four against 7-1. Empire on yeah. the, the next one, then seven one on the final map. See, even even that map was closer than it sounds, to be honest. Yeah.
0: But like it, it took. On that first map it took G2 to think outside the square. Once they went into a defense with a different attitude and different playset that's when mm. they won. That's when that's that won them that map, that epic map 12 to 10, longest ever map in mm. um pro league history. Uh,
2: it was officially the longest game, uh, longest map at round 16 I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So it was Something early like on that. and yeah. Um then they went in. So um, G2 went up 5-1 uh, as uh, they defended all but one of their, their mm. half. And you thought, okay, cool. Team Empire will probably defend most of theirs. And we'll get us back to 6-all. And it looked like that. It was 5-4. They were looking yeah. solid, Team Empire. And then I don't I know think, what happened.
2: Yeah, I, I think uh, G2 pulled off some... It, not so much ballsy moves but just something that empire wasn't expecting and that was enough to put the nail in the coffin really yeah. but ultimately they had to play one more map and it was one that um that g2 was generally pretty good at playing yeah to be honest like. it, yeah. it, was it was one that they pick. picked. that was the
0: the third map was always going to be hard from the even get back. And mm. you could hear the um they had Dev and, and the crew talking in between. And, and pretty much everyone went from this will be 3-1 to all. This is actually going mm. to be 3-0 because the map they're on. Um, yeah, one, I'm one, just one, having two. a look. Cause, uh, sorry, the stats. I've just gone to back to Siege GG. Um, yeah, the well. only thing that jumped out to me, massive. Like Pengu had a really good match for G, G2, but you Kanto was yeah. just... Everywhere. And he just seemed to be able to not be killed and be able to Mm. take three people with him.
2: Kanto just keeps proving why he should be a member of G2 every single time he (laughs) plays, to be honest. He is literally one of my favourite players in pro league at the moment. Uh, I only really... He only really burst into the scene last year, and this is the first time that he's gotten to lift that hammer Mm -hmm. uh, Mm because it was uh, post Invitational's last year that he... He came into the team, and the first time I saw him, I'm like, "This kid's going to go somewhere." Like, yeah. he is the ultimate fragger, the best fragger I've ever seen on well, any a, team, and he pulls out of 47 numbers. kill D. De- uh, kills 47 ridiculous. to 25,
0: yeah. uh, ridiculous. And not only that, but have a look, at, have a listen to these stats for a grand final. Okay, this is really shows you where G two won it, um, one clutch one one v whatever for team empire for the whole Mm. however many rounds that was so we're talking third 40 rounds however Mm. g2 i've got seven clutches on their side yeah
1: yeah but that that also
0: they were
2: wanted something and they they beat, they won the round, and that was the difference. In but the end. That that also shows how much Empire put up against them is the fact that they got them down that far, that mm-hmm. there was only one person but left, but up. then G2 was like, hang on, we're fucking G2. Let's show you how we do this. And the leader of that is their leader, Fabian.
0: Yeah. Three. Can... Three times he beat the other team when mm-hmm. they should have
2: lost. And and so then there's three, can... three rounds
0: that they, they won.
2: Yeah, <laughs> they and then Kanto have... coming in the second, so... Yes,
0: ah, <laughs> oh, those two and and like even Goga, like he's at the bottom of this list in the ratings, but he was still phenomenal in that like that that team is mm. definitely proves why they're the uh, double world champions now two so,
2: years in a row if so. if you purely look at the numbers specifically in this match, Goga looks like he's just garbage, complete garbage, yeah. but he's there for the backup. That's what he does. Everybody's he's got a role support. Play. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. he's their support and he does it so damn well. Yeah, exactly. No.
0: Um like these numbers tell a huge story. Uh once again, the best is Shockwave on Team Empire with a one um yep. rating. Um but <laughs> you've got Canto and Fabian and then Pengu with point nine eight through to one point three eight. Like hmm. I know those those numbers are inflated because they did such a dominant performance in the in the following two. Like if we just looked at that first map on its own, these would be a lot closer. Yeah, but I, you can see. I really wish
2: Siege were up on their or Siege yeah, were up on their thing so we could get those see those map stats specifically. But yeah, it Empire played amazingly through this entire thing, except for maybe yeah. that last map where they just sort of fell apart. I think. But-
0: yeah, I think they lost it in that second map, to be honest, where yeah. there was those clutches came out. They were, like I said, they were back to 5-4. Then all of a sudden, they lost a few rounds that they shouldn't have. All of a sudden, they were down match point, and then mm. that was it. And as yeah. soon as that they lost that second map, that was the end of it, unfortunately, for them. yeah. Uh, and like really you said, look, we went to bank. They're down 2-zip. They know. They know. The casters are sitting here saying that they're they've got pretty much no chance. They know in their head they've got no chance. Oh. Um, and after, you yeah. know, coming so close and knowing that they lost it in those first two... Ma- like,
2: and yeah. even out, so. the analyst desk coming out at the start going, oh, it's going to be 3-1-2-G2. Yeah. It shows that G2, yes, they are the best in the world. They're going to win this, but Empire yeah. is going to put up a fight. But then after map two, they're like, no, it's going to be 3-0. Yeah, it's but like, see, oh. it, you,
0: you take that in when you before you start, you know that you're going to lose. Everyone's saying you're going to lose three one. You take that in as almost a, um, like you're the you're, you're, you're going to yeah, use that as as a reason to yeah. shut yeah. them down. But so when you're when you've proved them right because you're two 0 down, and you're going to a map that's not your favorite and is G two's favorite mm. you're like, I guess they're all right. Um, yeah, it's just a mental thing. Yeah, they they they're barely. More than kids, these guys, and yeah. you know, and, that, and they're playing it the best. The, this is the pinnacle of this game in the world. And oh yeah, yeah, that, that, this all, is a shame that that's how they went out.
2: Yeah. All, all that being said, though, like this is the first time since the start of the Invitational that these unknown teams have come mm-hmm. in. G two is the only one that's come back they're the only yeah. one in the history of rainbow six siege that has back-to-back one invitational so that being said it's only been going for three years but still yeah it, they're it's, the
0: first ones to do it mm,
2: first ones to do and it and they've won just
0: about everything they've walked into between now and then, in between then and they're basically undefeated for the yeah for the, year. the for, it's I, I assume they've they've held back in eu that's why they're sitting so far down the tournament. I think you'll see a different G two come out after midseason break and absolutely mm-hmm. annihilate everyone mm-hmm. in that comp, and well, then get the top two spot.
2: But- yeah, everyone was saying uh, G two has been holding something back for Pro League because they want to keep some strats for the Invitational. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I 100%. think we're going to see G two in Pro League yes. next month come out storming. Yeah, and, look out! And if you're in show, in show everybody in the EU bracket what's really what.
0: Well, they've got something to prove now. They've got to qualify for the finals and they're not in that position at the moment. No. So. and it's going to be yeah. real
2: damn embarrassing for yeah. the world champions to not make the grand finals. Not even qualify. Yeah. Although
0: they've got 800,000 reasons to not really care at the moment. So They
2: do, but
0: <laughs> that being said, they could get some more reasons. I know. So. I know. Um, the match we did miss which was the match of the 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 week was the uh All Star East versus All Star West Oh yeah um
2: <laughs> which oh, is an on so Siege good. GG which is really disappointing I know I want to get those on guys stats,
0: but um so I can't I don't know who in the off the top of my head was in the west side but okay. the east side was Walker um Aces um Mag,
1: Mag who are the other two? Uh, you've got... Enemy, Uno, Soku, yes. yep. Aces, Magnet, Walker. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yes. And on, on the west side,
1: you've got Nest,
2: Ascro, Pula, Rampy, Fox A, and Ranger. Yeah. Um, and it started with Knives Only uh, as a gentleman's
0: agreement. Uh, and Mag picked up two or three kills with Knives <laughs> Only because he's a beast. Um, but then Doc, I think the map... I'm two, never going oh, to play Gun no. Game with Magnet.
2: Never going to play Gun Game with Magnet.
0: round two was pistols only but
1: doc can you explain what happened in round two with mag uh yeah, so it was pretty fantastic. There's so Boris and I were having this conversation about uh, pro league alibi strats and how <laughs> a lot of people now in casual are dropping the alibi decoy and then dropping like three or three of them all together and then also standing with them, hoping that they just confuse the person. Yeah. And, and I think I think it was Boris and he just wrote it, wrote it off. He's like, ah, that's stupid. It never happened. So Magnet <laughs> did that. He jumped out the window. This is on Cafe. Dropped three alibis and then stood perfectly inside one of them holding the pose. Nice. The other team ran up, shot out one, shot out the other, missed shooting out the third, which is the one that he was actually at, (laughs) but just decided, ah, screw it, they're just messing with us, and moved on. And Magnet had the perfect timing. He waited two (laughs) or three seconds before turning around and just smashing this guy. I can't remember who it was uh, that he was shooting. I think it might have been Rampy. Yeah, I think it was. It was was fantastic.
0: He ran up and got him as he was about to... um, uh zipline up the the thing he went and knifed him and
1: it was great he waited long though i think yes. it was dev was shouting at him like come on take the shot already and magnus just sitting there with a smile on his face it was <laughs> play of the weekend uh, so uh, i've seen so many
2: pictures on twitter of just magnet sitting there <laughs> hands off keyboards chuckling to himself <laughs> and it, it's just wholesome it's so
1: wholesome Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it escalated from there. So they went to uh, all shotguns, which we saw Aces and someone having, I think it was uh, Aces and someone anyway, having a uh, (laughs) long-range snipe with shotguns, which didn't end very well for Aces in the end. (laughs) Um, But then it obviously escalated. The best strategy I saw was when the boys uh, pretended to be AFK (laughs) <laughs> uh, in the prep process and the drones were the twitch drone was zapping them trying to get them to move and they wouldn't uh, as soon as then action phase ha- happened they all ran upstairs to the the fridge and locked themselves in the fridge with a castle barricade and a whole heap of um, barbed wire and and removal barricades and everything uh and then waited but unfortunately West decided, with a very big boo from the crowd, to put the defuser <laughs> down because they couldn't find them, and uh, ended up winning the round on on that. But um, there was some other great stuff where they—I think the other team was the next round—where West decided to lock themselves in a freezer, um, and they used Mav to to put holes and then start shooting at them. Uh, and then grenades went off and smoke bombs went off, and Mag flashed himself. And the whole room <laughs> as he went in with a knife, <laughs> then got one kill and turned around to get killed himself with a knife. Um, yeah. If you do, if you watch any match this weekend, watch the All Stars game. I, I ended up West one eight seven apparently, according to some stats ah, out there. Ah, so I'm, I'm calling
2: bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling bullshit we him too. <laughs> uh, West cheated. That's it.
0: They obviously but, did. At one planting. stage, Walker was playing mouse with mag on the keyboard (laughs) on the one character and it was just amazing to watch um we then had the nora coach who was the coach of east call a tactical timeout replace walker at the keyboard <laughs> and um, take on the team as well. So, and the guys... What, and, and get some kills. yeah, And get some kills. Um, the, the, They left the casters. They had no idea because they'd never seen him play in, in any kind of match before in their lives, so they didn't know what to expect. Uh, but all of the East were playing without the noise-cancelling um, headphones so they could hear the crowd and actually hear the casters, so there was a little bit of cheating going on
2: there. but No, that's not cheating. It's just... Uh... <laughs> just gaining the advantage over the other team. That's not cheating. That's it. <laughs> it uh, but no, it was such a good match. It's a feature, not a bug. Exactly. <laughs> That's but it. I think this is something that they need to include in every major tournament oh, yeah. from here on out is just a piss-take think, match where yeah. everyone just comes in that has fun that isn't in the grand final. Like Those mm-hmm. that stick around after they've been uh, eliminated just jump in and just have fun. That's it, have fun again. Yeah. That that's something that I've seen again going back to the tennis thing. I've seen it happen a couple of times in tennis, like at Wimbledon or something, where they just have a a duos match where it's just taking the piss. Like the ball lands on the line, there's a fart noise, and someone's like, Oh sorry, I had beans for breakfast. (laughs) And (laughs) it's it's just it's something to get the crowd excited for what's gonna happen for the rest of the day. Right, because you get to have the fun and then you get the serious just balls-to-the-wall game that literally came shortly afterwards.
0: Well, it also gave Dev a chance to show his wares over there on the big stage as well because he hadn't casted a match. He was just over there to to do uh, analytics, analysis. Analysis, yeah. Um, It's Uh, late at night. As he Um, said on
2: his Twitter, he didn't fly (laughs) 16,000 kilometres just to do analytics. Yeah, so... (laughs)
0: not Mm. to cast the game so he's already flying back at the moment which is really good to see but oh man it would have been great um so there is a heap of other rainbow six news that has happened during the invitation we now know what's happening with burn horizon it is on the test servers pretty much now yeah Um, it'll be live
2: within the next few hours
0: yeah we know what's happening for the rest of the year we um, have new chibis to buy we have we do uh, a cinematic tri- uh, movie we have um, we have a new behind the siege uh, um, little vignettes yes. as well We've we have a new so leader of stuff. rainbow
2: six we have uh
0: new six himself harry is it harry yeah harry it is harry yeah so there is so much news and we will be bringing that all to you on thursday with the tom clancy podcast um because we're already at an hour at this stage and it's oh, Jesus. technically <laughs> not really pro league, I guess. There is the one little thing I want to touch on that is pro league, uh, which is the coming 12 months of pro league. So mm. we do have that official now what's happening. As we've said before, the the, the season finals will be in Milan this year, which is really exciting. Yeah. Um, We've then got, and that's in May. We then in June start season six, uh, season ten straight away with the US Major in August. We have got a few other minor tournaments with DreamHack Valencia in July and DreamHack Montreal in September, uh, and iBuyPower USA in June. So and there's um, also a Croatian tournament it.
2: starting in December, yep. and then we've got the USA Major in August. Uh, but I believe <laughs> the big thing is in November, Rainbow Six Season
0: 10 finals will be held in Asia. Yes. Which is a big area.
1: Which <laughs> had better be Singapore. If it's not Singapore, they're doing a huge disservice to all of the sort of APAC. To be oh.
0: honest, that's a, it's it's the easiest place for everyone to really get to. Um, it's, it's just the best spot. But we'll yeah. see what happens. Because so. all the... Yeah. But... Uh, Yep. Also, all flights go to Singapore,
2: so they, they do. I, I can literally fly straight from Canberra to Singapore, yeah. And it takes me like not many hours. I don't know how many hours it is. Like, it would take an absolute miracle for me to get there, but eight I really wish eight or, nine. Wish no, I eight would. or nine. Yeah, eight or nine. That's why I said ten at most. Maybe there's a, a forward wind slows us yeah. down. <laughs> um, it. but also, uh, from what I believe, is the uh current season's operators will be unquarantined at the beginning of March. Mm. Yes. And they will be allowed into play. So we'll get to see Cade and uh, and, Nomad. and Nomad come in which I believe is K- uh Cade K- uh, K- K- whatever. Uh which I believe <laughs> I is that that second uh season 10 thing that you got there Walker on the oh, that on the is? screenshot. Okay. Yeah, because yeah,
0: basically, once the new operation starts, the previous operations, um, you are uh, operators are eligible for pro league. Yes, uh, that's how how it works. So we will get the Aussie um, operators in pro league in season ten. We, how will. It'll work. we
2: will. We um, will. Yep. And it'll be interesting to see how they get played. To be
0: honest, yeah, I'm very excited. I was not excited from all the hints and leaks and everything like that, but seeing them in action i'm like i could actually see them being useful and using them but mm. i did think that about to be
2: redeemed the the last mm. one so we will see um, i think they're but- gonna have to expand out this uh pick and ban system because there's just too many that you can ban now that knocking off four is going to give some kind of advantage to some degree over yeah the attackers and defenders so it'll be interesting to see what happens
1: well and if they if they hit their 100 operators mark that they said oh, they were wow. going for, yeah. It, then, yeah, definitely four is not going to be enough. No. no. So because it's like, oh, yeah. we've,
2: we've banned all of the hard breaches, but that just literally leaves everything else. It
0: may be that you go into a map and you get told you can use, like they break them into nationalities or something like that, or, or this, mm. or you, you ban or, a nationality. But I, who knows? I think it'll oh, be more
2: God. maybe banning the um, the ability. So you ban the yeah. hard breaches, you ban the intel gatherers mm. sort of thing.
0: We have got a new maybe. layout coming for the operators as well we um, do. in season, in year four as well. So that could be a hint on, on where we head as well with that. But we've got all this other news as well. Um, we've got information on... They're basically creating a unit now to work on um, the negativity and, mm. and sort of player behavior, they call it. So team killing is getting a really cool thing, but we'll I, talk about that more yeah, on Thursday. I can
2: I can't wait to see... How this pisses everybody off, to be honest. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, the big stuff is: there's lots of nerfs and buffs coming as well, and lots of reworks. This year is basically going to be a reworking year. Yeah, uh, we will see Glaz get some reworks. We will see mm. um, Dokeby, and we're seeing we about Dokeby and Mute sort of stuff happening. But- yeah,
2: and we're we're getting three map reworks. Uh, yep. So we're and only Lion getting one new map this supposed- year.
0: Line is supposed to be coming back in yep. um, by mid-year as well. So there's lots of lots of news to talk about, but we will get to that on Thursday. Indeed. Um, so that has been Rainbow Six ESL wrap on the Invitational episode. Next week we do have uh, Oceanic Cup stuff to talk about. It won't be as long as this episode, obviously, because <laughs> this is nuts. This is the biggest week of the year for Rainbow Six, so apologies for everyone who had to put up with all this. But what a week. What a spectacle. Like, oh, and what a celebration. Can we go um, back to uh,
2: back to last Monday so we can just start? There's plenty start of hours you haven't
0: watched that you can go oh, back and I rewatch. Know. Um But, yeah, this is, like I said, it's this is the celebration. This is the week of celebration for Rainbow Six. Um, even if you just go back and watch the Behind the Siege videos or mm. um, any of those quarterfinal
2: matches, it's just worth it yeah, if I, you haven't I've seen i missed them a lot of those Behind the Siege things, so I'm going to have to go back and rewatch them. I've got to them, catch up on them too. Yeah. But um I, I did catch so yeah. the the sausage one and i'm like, oh yes that guy <laughs> sausage
0: <laughs> yes sausage so this has been episode four uh let's go around the grounds doc
1: where can people find you if they want to know more about you uh almost everywhere at d o c h u r o n dot huron uh huron u s m on on uh play
0: excellent butters where can people find you if they want to play with you in the newcomer bracket that's
2: coming up uh you can find me on twitter at mr otherwise hit me up on new play at mr usm are you above level 50 in siege i think so on pc uh maybe can't remember because i'm, I'm it, really
0: rocking this new newcomer playlist because i'm not 50 yet
2: it's gonna be so oh good. really I, yeah. I haven't actually oh, see, logged into Siege for a bit, it. so I've got to log into Siege so I can get my Twitch drops, but I've got to wait till tomorrow uh, because then I find out if i got that diamond. i currently got the gold. i got two uh, more to get. I don't know if i got them. Find out uh, tomorrow. I don't know. Um,
0: so I am Wilco's Chill Zone. You can find me at Wilco's Chill Zone on all the places. You might see some stuff changing on my, my Twitch fairly soon. I might end up just being basically... Uh, Tom Clancy exclusive, but we'll see how that goes in the future. Obviously, Division 2 coming out fairly soon. It's a pretty easy thing to yes. do. Um, but with the way Rainbow Six is going at the moment, I'm really keen to. Uh, Butters is going to teach me how to play the game, and we're going to go what? through one season in ranked eventually. Sure. So sure. We're going to do eventually. it as a team. eventually. What we've got to do yeah, is we've got to get up. together and actually figure out strategies. That's it. <laughs> I did learn a lot by watching this and, and I do know I understand more from watching this stuff. But um That's the good thing about I'm gonna be the king really. of copper.
2: Yeah. We're gonna win copper. It's gonna be great. well um, copper's pretty easy to get to. You just get through your five placement matches and you get <laughs> it. So <laughs> That's right. It. Um, so,
0: thank you, everyone who listened to it. Um, and thank you, everyone who's watched us live as well. We will be back Thursday for the Tom Clancy version of the podcast, where we will be talking all that uh, Siege information then. And we will be back next Monday night once again to cover the Oceanic Cup and any other small little tournaments and any kind of G4 or Challenger League stuff we can find out, get our hands on. But until then, thank you all. And we will catch you next time. Bye for now. See ya. Adios.
1: Time to pack it up. My work is done.